You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil. Sitting right next to me is Jeff. How are you, Jeff? I'm doing pretty well today. How are you, Neil? I'm doing all right. And across from him, uh, battling a little bit of a flu mm. is Matt. It's not good. Not flu good. game. Flu yeah. game, Matt. This is a real one, though. I, I've been. Uh, <laughs> uh, we just, you know, he just got back from Geek Ball. We'll get into that. But I think the flight and then the the working and then going from 70 degrees to the negative a million of Chicago is just taken its toll on me took its toll on you and ken you're uh, hoping the blackhawks will make it to the stanley cup with that bet you made yeah it's a long shot bet but uh i believe in the boys yeah. so it's a long shot for the, considering they're for like the boys. For 10 the boys. points out of uh the playoffs as we speak but uh, not, not quite yeah. if the blackhawks win will you do a video of you dancing to let's hear it for the boys from footloose how about uh chelsea dagger or Ch- mm. I guess it has to be Chelsea Dagger, you're right. Fair enough. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, we just came back from Geek Bowl. Uh, we just wanted to do a quick uh, thank you to everyone who came out to our meetup on Saturday before the big event. It was so nice to see all of you. We, we told you, who, uh, you know, of those of you who were there, uh, how much it meant to us. Uh, we had, I think, about 50 people. So Got really competitive. Really competitive. We had the trivia game uh, from our friend Jason at Liquid Courage Entertainment. I almost said Courage, but I didn't. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming. Uh, meant a lot, and uh, you know, there's just a lot in store for next year because it's in our backyard. Yeah, yeah Chicago. It's gonna be at Navy Pier. It's gonna be at Navy Pier. Uh, yeah, we're just gonna be on the pier by ourselves. I yep. think you have to ride the Ferris wheel while you're competing. Is that how? I think yes. so. Each team gets one of the little carriages. Yeah, that's and if you, get a, correct. if you get a question wrong, you take a shot. It's gonna be very you get, complicated. You get, you get ejected from it. Yeah, <laughs> and we're gonna do another travel vlog game next year, right? It'll be about twelve minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we'll do it on the L. You can't even imagine the kind of people <laughs> that won't be shouting into that microphone. Super mini game. Uh, well, speaking of Geek Bowl, uh, we are honored to have uh, one of our friends, listeners, who was at the meetup, who also happens to be a champion of Geek Bowl. It was his team that won Geek Bowl this year. And uh, coming to us from Springfield, Illinois, that's Russ Friedwald. How's it going, Russ? Hey, guys. Fun to be here. I thought you were going to say uh, I won your trivia contest at uh, your meetup. But... Well, in the hearts and minds. Well, you did. Actually, <laughs> you did. Was... You did. Yeah, was... That... <laughs> yeah. It was a big weekend for you. This I is mean... like, <laughs> yeah, Geek Bowl and our <laughs> yeah, event. Uh, it's twofer. That's a... That was just as fun. <laughs> I sort of feel like you're, uh, you're sort of like um, Daenerys Targaryen in Game of Thrones, though. We don't need to like and, and, and mm-hmm. title you from all your accolades. So. <laughs> right. 
Right. And yeah, yeah. I feel like the t-shirt that you won from our event just had more weight behind it than the big check. For sure. There's no doubt. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that one. <laughs> well, the shirt is worth $13,000. Yeah. So it's, it's in blaze with, Estimated with uh, retail value. $13, crystals. Yeah. It's rare. Uh, well, for people who don't know uh, what you do on a daily basis, uh, which you run a great company, why don't you tell, tell us a little bit about that? Well, during the day, I write uh, software. Uh, and at night, I, uh, well, at night and during the weekends and every free moment of my time, I uh, put on trivia shows, like during the week for uh, Twin City Trivia in, uh, in Illinois, based in Illinois. And uh, my uh, fundraiser shows are Trivia Workshop. Uh, and that's about it. All I do is uh, write software and trivia. <laughs> and all he does is win. <laughs> and win, win. Yeah, we need, yeah. was it T-Pain? Just yeah. cut him yeah. in right no, here. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Do is win, win, et cetera. There he is. Yeah. T-Pain's out of grade. Yeah. Well, he's, uh, he's not he auto-tuned anymore. He sounds like he has a flu after. as well. <laughs> Russ, you sent us Michael Miller, who hosted a game here. He's one of your uh, question writers. Yes, and also, I'm repping for him today, too. Ah, ah, there's a triptych. wizard is never late in the hand. Wizard is never late. Mm. Ah, triptic brewing. Enjoying that while we record. Triptic brewing cup. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> well, shout out to Michael Miller. Well, since this year is the 50th anniversary of the Beatles' last live performance on the rooftop of Apple Records, uh, this set will be uh, Beatles inspired. All of the categories will be uh, the titles of Beatles songs, familiar Beatles Beatles songs. It's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they get some British accents on this episode. Well, you know, the thing about trivia is it's uh, just answering questions, man. I changed my mind. Yeah. I didn't know about that. <laughs> There's another aspect to this game as well, which is the uh, wager, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Our new uh, One of our new Patreon perks is if you are at the uh, United States champion level or higher, you are able to vote on uh, wagers when mm-hmm. we play against each other in the studio without uh, special guests on Skype. So. Okay. It's going to be Jeff and myself versus Matt and Ken, and we did get a bunch of wager suggestions. Uh, we're going to try to do them all, but the first one that actually came in, which is the one we're going to do, was from our friend Kendall Portillo, and it is a pie in the face. Yeah, pie in the face to the winners, right? Ooh. Oh, yeah. 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 Pie. To the losers. <laughs> to the losers. So the winning team can uh, strike the losers in the face with a pie. All right. Well, in the spirit of the beetle pie, uh, we are going to be ticket to pie. And uh, what did we settle in on, Neil? I can't remember. We went through quite a few iterations. Eleanor Pybe? Mm, no, I think we skipped that one in favor of. Uh, all you need is pie. All you need is all pie. You need is pie. Pie is all you need. So uh, yeah, Russ. Um, before we uh, throw it to you, uh, it's a good good enough time as any to throw it to the rules guy. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, we told him to do it in a British accent, but he, he <laughs> seemed not to want to do that. It did really? sound like he was eating some pie, though. It did. Oh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Good times. Uh, so, yeah, t- uh, take it away, Russ, whenever you're ready. All right. So, this set should play fairly easy for you guys. Yay. It's, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's a regular pub quiz set, so you guys will dominate this. It's all going to come down to come the uh, yeah, no. wagers. Setting us up for failure now. Yeah. <laughs> no, piece of cake. All right. Piece of pie. Uh, question number one uh, is in the category Lady mm. Madonna. 
with lyrics that include the first two lines of a 19th century nursery rhyme, what 1983 single was Madonna's first top five hit in the U.S.? This yeah. one, I think, was later. I think that was like 85. That was what I was thinking, 84, 85. That one is an early one of hers, but I, I know it was a huge hit. All right, uh, we are going to lock in with a guess. Okay. Uh, I think we have a good guess here. The only thing I can think of is from the nursery rhyme angle, so I don't know what, what Twinkle Twinkle. Oh, Little Star. What was the one you jokingly said you always sing when you're in the shower? Get into the groove? That wasn't get into the groove, was it? I think so. Like I, the virgin. Definitely like a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> every time I'm, I'm every time I'm conditioning. <laughs> yeah. I gotta put the shower cap on. Yes. Or maybe not. Um <laughs> so what do you think about do you just want to do this one? Lucky Star? I can get on board with that. Alright. We're gonna lock in with Lucky Star. And uh just based on the lullaby aspect, we're gonna say Spanish lullaby. Oh. Well it didn't say lullaby, it said nursery rhyme, but still. Good guess. Uh, just try it. I'm just trying here. The lyrics from the nursery rhyme are Starlight, Star Bright, mm. First Star I See Tonight. So Spanish Lullaby. Uh, starlight. <laughs> yep. not starlight, Spanish Star Bright. Right. Lucky Star. It is indeed Lucky Star. Yep. There we go. Glad my Madonna kicked in there. I don't I don't even know Spanish Lullaby. I thought that was by El Dropkick Murphy. No. <laughs> I think you may be thinking of La Isla Bonita. Uh, hmm. Possibly. Oh, yeah, La Isla Bonita, right? Yeah, that's La obviously Bonita. what we were thinking of. Yeah. You were thinking of a Vita. You're a big Avita fan. That's what you were thinking of. <laughs> All right, question number two comes from the category Yellow Submarine, and this is about famous boats. In 2016, Britain's Natural Environment Research Council named their new $288 million polar research vessel in honor of Sir Richard Attenborough, despite a public vote that was won by what name? Oh, I we're locked so. in. Okay. Same. See, now this is more our wheelhouse. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> yeah. You wrote down Bodie McBoatface, right? Okay. Yeah. Yes, that's because Bodie McBoatface is the correct answer. Okay. Bodie McBoatface is correct, All yes. Right. right. Just like saying Bodie McBoatface. Yeah, that's a good one. So that, that'd be a good one in, in uh, Paul's voice. <laughs> Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a boat wow, with a he... face bone. Yeah. Is he uh, there in studio? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Paul. I'm trying to play trivia. John's in the studio, though. In spirit. In spirit. I'm an apparition. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Question number three from eight days a week. Uh oh. It looks like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Was Jennifer Jane Emerson's only line in what 1999 comedy? Classic. I'm in. It's either, uh, is it Office Space or. Um... I don't know. I keep thinking Clueless, but I think that was like '95. I think yeah. I say Clueless was like '95 or six. Um, I think Office Space was earlier too, wasn't it? I can't a remember. Yeah, I know this line. I can see it. I can see it on screen. I just I can't think of it. Um, uh-oh, think about who gotta, it's said to. It's got to be someone in an office, right? That's pissed off and doesn't want to have to deal with someone happy on a Monday. Garfield. Garfield. Are you talking about me? <laughs> on both accounts. Your, yours extends well beyond Monday. Can you think of any other? movie that would you don't know this one basically no i don't know i'm saying okay yep all right so we'll just lock in with office space we Ah, said office space you're both correct it is office space i didn't realize it was that late 99 yeah you're gonna take me off the path and i was like i forget it i'm just going with it (laughs) (laughs) uh jeff did you have those uh tps reports handy by the way Uh, i don't i don't know what a tps report yeah what is it do you know what that is russ a tps report yeah no never had to do one Mm. It's just some office bullshit. 
Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> what is it that you say you do here? It's too busy jumping to conclusions over there. Uh, question number four, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. This is a question about uh, band names. Uh, Neil Doty got the name for what band from his transportation history class at the University of Illinois after reading about the founder of Oldsmobile? I can't place a name for sure, but that would have been the, about the same era and everything, so it makes sense time-wise. Yeah, that makes sense with me. Um, all right, yeah, we're going to lock in over here. Um, okay. All I need is pie. Boy, I, I really don't know. I was thinking something in the hair metal era. Probably a band that's just a guy's name, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe Van Morrison? What's the... Steely Dan is not it. <laughs> that's something else. <laughs> yeah. That's something way different. You yeah. definitely drive the point home with that. Uh, <laughs> could it be the cars? Is that... Sure. Is Steely Dan something uh, <laughs> adult? I've never yes. heard that. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you later when you're older. Okay. <laughs> when, you're, when you're about an hour and a half older, I'll tell you. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to say that he was reading about cars and said that yeah. cars would be a great name cars. for a band. I'll throw it to Jeff here, but uh, when he said the answer, he wrote it down on our sheet, it, it clicked with me because uh, Colleen's grandpa actually has one of these uh, in great, great condition. Uh, so Jeff, you can go ahead. Does he? Yes, he does. That's really cool. Um, I'm pretty sure one of the main competitors to Oldsmobile in the early days was uh, REO. So we said REO Speedwagon. Mm. You are correct. Ah. It is REO Speedwagon in honor of Ransom Eli Olds. All right. I can't fight this feeling, Jeff, any longer, but um, I appreciate your help on that question. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question number five is called Help. You know, because that's a Beatles song. Yeah, right. You're not you're not getting uh, strangled right now. And film. <laughs> no, exactly. And film. Uh, a Joe Cocker cover of the Beatles song with a little help from my friends served as the theme for what ABC series from 1988 to 1993? We are locked in. Yeah, I agree. It's also the name of a band that Matt probably loves, given his history. <laughs> that uh, is true. The Wonder Years. We also said the Wonder Years. And you're both correct. See, you're flying through these. This yeah. is a great, great game. We yeah. like questions where we know the answers. At the end of five <laughs> questions, uh, we have uh, 30 points, and these guys have perfect score, right? We have a 50, yeah. Ooh. Uh, yeah. You know what's Ooh. great about Fred Savage, by the way, is he actually turned into a uh, great TV director. Yeah. He directs a lot of TV. There's yeah. something for your noggin there. Not that you need it, but there you go. Great fact. Yeah, great fact. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool, guys. Uh, cool. <laughs> cool. All right, number six, Come Together. This is about mergers and acquisitions. Not an adult film. Not an adult <laughs> Well, you never know. Uh, let's see. Uh, Paul Orphalia's nickname, in reference to his curly hair, was also the name of what company that he founded in 1970 and sold 34 years later to FedEx for $2.4 billion. Man. If he had curly hair, maybe it was Spring or something like that? Or Slinky? No. No. That's so. it. <laughs> That's, a yeah. That's a winner. That's a winner. used to call the curly-haired kids in class. Um, I was thinking like chia pet, but that oh. one. That, why would they sell it to FedEx for thirty-four billion dollars? Yeah, because right. you can't stop big FedEx. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's cast away. I don't know. We're we're gonna have our first miss here. Take your pick. Doesn't right. really matter to me. We'll just go chia pet for the hell of it. Why not? Well, if that's right, I'm gonna be mad. Well, we just said uh, we just said perm and hoped it's the name of something. Perm. Perm. Both great guesses. They are not. <laughs> Both wrong. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, Paul Orphalia's nickname was Kinko. Oh, uh, my God. Uh, yes, and Kinko, of course, sold out to FedEx uh, a few years ago uh, to become FedEx Office, and then now I think they're just 
uh, FedEx. Yeah, I think they're just still FedEx. You can still find out. And now nothing at all is done on paper. Yeah. Next question, please. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel remarkably stupid for missing that one. That's okay. It seems so obvious in hindsight. Well, now you know. And now I know. And knowing is half the battle. Uh, number seven is called Revolution. And this one is about the American Revolution. I only regret I have but one life to give for my country were reported to be the last words of what 21-year-old revolutionary war hero before his 1776 hanging. Trying to dig back to my pre-1864 American history class. I'm just trying to go through Mel Gibson's The Patriot. Oh. Good luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely not Heath Ledger. Yeah. Was this a key scene in The Patriot? This was. Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Oh. Uh, how about if we don't know it? I I know the story. I just don't know the name. So um, maybe a name from that era, like a last name, just to shoot for the stars. Williamson, Harris. I don't know. We go Harris. Harris. I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember it at all. Okay, we'll go Harris. Last name. Yeah, this one's escaping me as well. I just wrote uh, last name Hook. Hook. Okay. Well, you both got the first letter right. It is Nathan Hale. Mm. Oh, Nathan Hale. I do know that name, yep. Yeah. From what movie? Not from a movie, though. <laughs> it's, from a, it's from a fictional TV show, middle school. Right. Right. Oh, uh, let's see. Okay, question number eight. Strawberry Fields Forever. This is about fruits. All right. Uh, in the mid-19th century, an American agronomist created what popular sweet orange variety named for the third largest city in Spain? We'll uh, go ahead and lock in here. This game took a turn for us. I know. It did. <laughs> we were too confident. Competent or confident? Both. Seville? That's Is that a city? Yeah. Or I mean, a region? I mean, there's a barber from there. There is. You can pick this wrong answer, whichever one you want to pick. We can go Clementine. Clementine. All right. We will go Clementine locked in. All right. Well, we were thinking uh, maybe Naval, but we stepped away from that, and we thought uh, Pamploma and Pamplemousse were too much of a coincidence, so we said Pamplemousse. Oh, Pamplemousse. Uh, no, neither of those are correct. Uh, the third largest city in Spain is Valencia. Oh, Valencia. God. Mm-hmm. I should know that. We had an orange Valencia refresher. You did, Starbucks. yeah. You did. That was the only one I would drink. Fine. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. That's why I asked the question. Yeah, thank you. I need You're that. welcome. And I missed <laughs> right. it anyway. Rusted some recon. And... Yeah. <laughs> uh, number nine is Across the Universe. This is about astronomy. Uh, named for a cupbearer of the Greek gods, described by Homer as the most beautiful mortal, mortal, what satellite of Jupiter is the largest moon in our solar system? Is it Titan? That's Saturn. Okay. Europa? Is Europa's on... Uh, that, that's definitely Jupiter, Jupiter, I think. I think Europa's bigger. Ganymede? Ganymede? Hmm... I like Ganymede, actually. You like it better than Europa? Yeah. Okay. We're going to lock in with Ganymede. You don't like it as much as Callisto? Hmm. Uh, no, you're, you're right to trust your instincts. I'm pretty sure it's Ganymede. <laughs> <laughs> you're what? both locked in with Ganymede? Yes. It is Ganymede, yes. Yay. Nice job. Hooray. All right. Got a space question. Kind well of done. Exciting. Question number 10 is called Helter Skelter. This is about a rhyming thing. Cool. <laughs> In this case, person. Uh, Hugh Romney, an artist and activist known as the official clown of the Grateful Dead, is also known by what nickname that was a Ben & Jerry's ice cream flavor 
from 1993 to 2001. Reluctant. Oh, okay. So Jeff wrote down Cherry Garcia. Because that was the only Ben and Jerry slaver I could think of that got close to the right answer. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know any other flavors. The rhyming name Cherry Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rocky, no, not Rocky Road. Uh, that's just a flavor. Um, I went to school with a girl named Rocky Row. Really? Yeah. Oh, sweet girl? <laughs> yeah, a little Rocky. Yeah, we're going to have to lock in with that because I don't know any flavors of Ben and Jerry. Cherry Garcia. This was a flavor that I actually quite enjoyed, if it's correct. And uh, the time frame, I think it actually was around longer, but maybe not. Uh, we locked in with Chunky Monkey. Mm. I knew you would. <laughs> However, that is not correct. Chunky uh, Monkey, I think you can still think you can still get Chunky. Yeah, that's why I knew it. Yeah, uh, this one uh, probably didn't last as a flavor of ice cream because it doesn't sound very appealing as an ice cream. It is wavy gravy. Mm. Ah, wavy gravy. That sounds disgusting. Yeah, no thanks. Right. Can't believe it lasted eight years. Who's buying that? So after uh, round one, it looks like we have 40 points, and these guys have 60 points. All and right. all you need is pie. Yeah. Pie is all you need, folks. Wow, we started off great. but <laughs> yeah. Pie for five. <laughs> You're on fire. And then I had to ramp up the difficulty. Well, that's okay. It'll get easier in the second round, right? Oh, I <laughs> would hope so. Sure. Yeah. Right, guys? Got to right? get the swing round first, though. Yeah, for sure. That's right. Before we start the swing round and throw it back to Russ, we just wanted to remind everyone, if you'd like to support the show on Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. Uh, we have a lot of new perks that are being updated as we speak. At, at all the levels, $5 and up, you're going to get bonus episodes, which is, I know, the number one thing that people want is just more and more content. Uh, we got Ask Me Anythings coming up and mm-hmm. bonus episodes, uh, Lay It On Me's. As we say, it could be a, a dollar a month uh, at the lowest, or, or you can go up to $50 or even more. Uh, the one thing we do want to say is we have a stretch goal right now that's up there, and uh, we're about 75% uh, toward our stretch goal, which is uh, allowing us to pay ourselves a little bit for writing the games, uh, editing the games. Uh, we haven't done that yet uh, throughout this whole process, and yeah. just a little something to, you know, for the few hours that we write the game and for the, the several hours that we edit the game, uh, something to help out uh, from yeah. the free time that we're giving up to, to do the show, to give it to you guys. So that, once again, if you'd like to uh, support the show, just go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast uh, for extra content and for helping us uh, continue to make the show as best as we can. All right, and now back to the swing round. Okay, so the swing round is inspired by this year's Oscars. So this round is based on people who've won acting Oscars uh, based on real people, real characters. A Neil category, cool. If there ever was one, yeah. A Neil category, cool. I should be able to handle yeah, this. Yeah, I, yeah. At least, at least it's not me and Jeff. That would have been bad. I will give you the name of the character, the person in real life being played. Um, all, uh, alternatively, I can also give you the year the movie came out, and all you have to do is name the actor or actress who won an Oscar for that portrayal. Okay. So number one is Winston Churchill in 2017. Number two is Margaret Thatcher in 2011. Stephen. <laughs> I'm going to take a Benadryl, Stephen. Sorry, it's an inside joke. We'll get to it. Number three is King George VI in 2010. Number four is Edith Piaf in 2007. Number five is Catherine Hepburn in 2004. Number six is Virginia Woolf in 2002. Number seven is Bella Lugosi in 1994. 
Number eight is Antonio Salieri, uh, Salieri in 1984. Number nine is Loretta Lynn in 1980. And number 10 is Eleanor of Aquitaine in 1968. Damn it. Aquitaine. I was so close. I got all the way up to question eight. Wow. <laughs> and then I fell off. I'll go through those one more time. Winston Churchill in 2017. Margaret Thatcher in 2011. King George VI in 2010. Edith Piaf in 2007, Catherine Hepburn in 2004, Virginia Woolf in 2002, Bella Lugosi in 1994, Antonio Salieri in 1984, Loretta Lynn in 1980, and Eleanor of Aquitaine in 1968. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, all the answers uh, appear to be locked in. So if you could just reread the uh, character and the year one more time, and we'll give our answers back. Okay, here we go. Uh, Winston Churchill, 2017. This is a movie that uh, me and Neil saw together, so I assume we both got Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. That's right, for The Darkest Hour. Number two was Margaret Thatcher from 2011. Uh, we went with uh, the venerable Meryl Streep. Uh, yep, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep it is for the Iron Lady. Uh, number three was King George the Sixth, two thousand ten. Ah, we said Colin Firth. Yep, uh, one of the more controversial Oscar winners, uh, Colin Firth. Yep, for the King's Speech, both right. Uh, number four was Edith Piaf from two thousand seven. Uh, for Le Vian Rose, that is Marianne Cotillard. <laughs> we also went with Marianne Cotillard. There you go. Good job. Uh, number five was uh, Catherine Hepburn, 2004. Yeah, the only Oscar winner to win playing another Oscar winner, playing Catherine Hepburn. We went Kate Blanchett. Yep, same Kate Blanchett. For The Aviator, right. Uh, number six was Virginia Woolf, 2002. Uh, we believe, with the aid of the prosthetic nose, that is Nicole Kidman in The Hours. We concur, Nicole Kidman. Yep. Nice nose. 
<laughs> uh, number seven, Bella Lugosi, nineteen ninety-four. Uh, we went with Martin Landau. And as uh, Bauhaus will tell you, Bella Lugosi is dead, um, but this is Martin Landau. From Ed Wood, right. Let's go. Number eight, Antonio Salieri, 1984. Uh, we intended to play Salieri, and we went F. Murray Abraham. Yep, F. Murray Abraham. Oh, what did, what did Murray Abraham do to you guys? <laughs> <laughs> F. him indeed. He was he was great as uh, as grapes in the Fruit of the Loom commercials. <laughs> Loretta Lynn, 1980. Uh, we went with uh, Sissy Spacek. Yeah, here we just had to guess, and uh, we went with uh, Barbara Streisand. One of you is correct. It is indeed Sissy Spacek. Mm-hmm. Take our first miss there. And finally, Eleanor of Aquitaine, 1968. Aquitaine. Yeah, this one I had a lot of trouble with. Uh, I for some reason uh, there's a I can't think of the name right now. I have the worst brain fart, but um, something with like winter is coming to me. Uh, oh God, I didn't even mean to say that. Uh, something like winter's in my head, uh, and I was trying to get Jeff to talk about Patrick Stewart. I think he did a remake of the movie, maybe, but uh, we couldn't come up with it. So in honor of Kate Blanchett winning for playing Catherine Hepburn, we wrote Catherine Hepburn. Yeah, and this one we really had no frame of reference, so we just picked a uh, older actress, uh, Dame Judi Dench. Well, the winter part uh, is correct. It's the lion in winter. Oh, f- the role <laughs> is Eleanor of Aquitaine, and the actress, uh, calling back to the Kate Blanchett question, is Catherine Hepburn. Wow. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Look the hell out of that one. There was also there was a tie for best actress that year. And the other winner would have also qualified for this category. It was Barbara Streisand. It was, in fact, Barbara uh, Streisand. Funny girl. Shoot me in the face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she played Fanny Bryce in Funny Girl. Mm. So that would have also qualified. Lion and Winter was remade, right, with Patrick Stewart? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but it was a uh, TV. Oh, uh, okay. Do we production. Yep. do we know what kind of film that was? Where, where is this Eleanor of Aquitaine? That's kind of a. It is medieval. Medieval. Yeah. It's oh, uh, King Hengner the second. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When you said Roman, it seemed like it would fit. I don't know. I yeah. thought it was. Yeah. They did a lot of that back then. So. So nice job, both teams on that. Yeah. All right. After the swing round, looks like we picked up forty points. We're at eighty, and uh, Neil and Jeff also, I guess. Bad, a uh, perfect <laughs> swing round, so they're at 110. So speaking of Meryl Streep, uh, Ken, we just watched The Post with some mm-hmm. friends, and uh, a funny moment happened during The Post because we were discussing Meryl Streep's method acting. Yeah, Meryl Streep's uh, you know, face down on a table, and then the phone rings, and she, uh, she wakes up and answers the phone, and suddenly Neil just goes, Stephen, I think for this scene I'm going to take a Benadryl. Like she's method acting, taking a Benadryl, so she's really sleeping on the desk. But your impression was better. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever be able to equal it from the moment. Stephen. <laughs> and then Stephen is like, Meryl, it's okay. We just want to get this take. You don't have to. You don't have to take Benadryl to get tired. I I think it'll be better if I take the Benadryl, Stephen. <laughs> then she just passes out, and he's, everyone has to wait for her to wake up. I'm on a couple of Benadryl right now, so I feel like I'm doing some method acting as well. <laughs> there you go. Well, hopefully the Benadryl will help you in round two. <laughs> well, we'll see. I uh, sure hope so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on to round two. Uh, the first question, uh, number 11, is back in the USSR. And this is a question about Soviet-era pop culture. All right. Uh, what band 
What band had a top five hit on the Billboard Hot 100 with the 1991 single Wind of Change, inspired by the collapse of the Soviet Union? Jeff, really excited about this one. Really? Okay. That's an interesting band to have. That. All right, we're going to lock in I'm over. I'm pretty sure. I, I have no idea, so we're going to lock in over here at All You Need Is Pie. Okay, so Ken wrote down U2. Yeah, I, I don't really know this song. That makes sense then. He, right. he wrote a lot of songs about stuff that matters. Yeah, right? they're pretty forward thinking. Yeah. Let's go with uh, U2. Um, I'm pretty sure this is a German band. It is. And uh, sweet, then I'm on the right track. So U2 it is. And uh, the this song is one of about 10 on a playlist I have called Great Songs with Whistling. Uh, because this oh, is the I Scorpions' can't. Wind of Change. Uh, that's right. <laughs> that is correct. It's the uh, Scorpions. Is it like a hold on? Can you say great songs with whistling? Yes. Why? <laughs> Why? Because you know there just aren't a lot of them. Is like <laughs> Don't Worry, Be Happy. Seven of those songs. It is. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Sitting on the dock of the bay. <laughs> yep. That's that rounds out about the list. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's the list. Flow Riders whistle. Yes. Is this a ballad? This song? No. It's like a power, power ballad. ballad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's like the winds of change yeah. or there's, something, there's right? It's the one that starts out. <laughs> hey, he's pretty good. Yeah. Surprised. Just like yeah. that. I could see Jeff in a vaudeville show. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Let Nailed me try it. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like that. Yeah, we'll oh, just okay. record Jeff, loop him, and then it'll be in a horror movie. Yeah, no, you're good. When <laughs> someone's walking through a hallway. You guys missed out on uh, questions about uh, Red Dawn. Rocky and Bullwinkle, Stanley Kubrick, there you go. Dolph, Dolph Lundgren, and Sean Connery. Oh, that's mm. a shame. That I would question. have had Dolph Lundgren. Real shame. That's fantastic. That's, that's more my wheelhouse. <laughs> Number 12 is Day Tripper. This one's about Midwest tourism. Because it's about trips that we can make in a day. Each year, the former Lansing family farm near Dyersville, Iowa, gets 100,000 visitors who want to check out the filming location for what 1989 movie? Uh, we're locked in. If you write it, mm-hmm. the answer will come. We locked in with Field of Dreams? Yeah, Field of Dreams. You're both correct. All right, a yes. spor- sports-adjacent question. Sports! That's a huge fan of those. You got to yeah. sell the farm, Ray. You got to sell the farm. I think that's our last sports question. Dang. Uh-oh. Shucks. Well, I will <laughs> see myself out. I love Kevin Costner, by the way. I know you saw the movie you didn't like, but he just so effortlessly... Acts and everything. I just love watching yeah. him on screen. He looks like he's not even doing anything. Wait, who saw the movie and didn't like it? You did. You didn't, well, you didn't like Dances with Wolves. Uh, I mean, I, I mean Last Samurai. I mean Fern Gully. I mean Avatar. <laughs> Waterworld. Yeah. Waterworld. I, I just watched uh, Dances with Wolves. I, I did think the uh, performances were pretty lacking. Yeah, he's great. I just love him and everything though. Perfect World. He's good in. I mean, any, he's any, like any. like his diary entries and Dances with Wolves. I've been out in the wilderness for days now. It's like so wooden. It's like reading that's it. his character, but Ken. he can't read. Matt is a huge Dances with Wolves fan. Yeah. He's wearing a shirt right now that says, I stand with the wolves. Uh huh. <laughs> that is true. We had nothing else there. Sorry, so Russ. We're moving on. <laughs> I thought that was great. We're getting deep in Kevin Costner over yeah. here. Sorry. <laughs> he was great in Waterworld. See? Everyone agrees. Yeah. Waterworld. Waterworld's getting a lot of respect now, like post yeah. whatever yeah, when it came the, out. Okay. It it's the postman. Well, that's because we're headed towards Waterworld, man. <laughs> who knew it was going to be a documentary exactly question number 13 is with a little help from my friends it is a question about the tv show friends five years after rosalind shays died the same way on la law 
Joey's character on Days of Our Lives was killed off in a 1996 episode by doing what? Uh, my friend's knowledge is not strong. Mine's not either. It's got to be something dramatic, right? It's a soap opera. Yeah. Okay, we're in. No, is it, is it something like ruthlessly stupid? Like it's got to be. Got hit by a bus. It, it's got to be that something. Feels like a lot of them. Yeah, it's got to be like a soap opera thing, like really over the top. Like he drove off a cliff, or he was like mid surgery for like a face transplant and died. I don't know. <laughs> he has a twin that killed him. You know that kind of thing. I think he did have a twin. Really? He did. Yeah. He, um, had, he had like an evil twin. Yeah. yeah. So you have no idea, right? Because I don't. I um, don't know. So what's the most dramatic way he could have died for a soap opera? Spontaneous combustion. Ooh. What was he doing? So it's got to be some sort of activity, right? What's what's like a really calm activity you probably are not likely to die during fishing? Yeah. You want a <laughs> death death while fishing? Sure. Okay. Uh me and Matt just guessed uh skydiving. Uh five years after Rosalind Shays died the same one way on LA Law, Joey's character, Dr. Drake Ramore, killed off of Days of Our Lives by falling down an elevator shaft. Oh, oh that is it. very dramatic. Yes. Yeah. Trying to think of a skydiving accident, but I can't think of. I know it's been in like shows. Uncle Jesse had a skydiving. accident. You know that might have been what I'm thinking. Bodie's brother died from the tree on the day of his wedding. That is correct. Yeah, yeah that's Bo- what Bodie's brother died of uh, gunshot wounds while skydiving in Point Break. Oh, that's probably also what I was thinking. <laughs> it wasn't enough to do one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Jesse on D- Dukes of Hazard was skydiving. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> uh, question, question number fourteen. We can work it out. This is a question about treaties. I think I'll go with this one. A pair of treaties signed in 1977 by Jimmy Carter and Omar Torrios transferred control of what important strategic landmark? All right, they're locked in. So this is you were thinking Panama Canal. Well, I was trying to I was trying to think if Jimmy Carter in his head, right? And I'm just kind of like, what would what would he say? <laughs> he'd just be like, I'm gonna go build some houses. Yeah. And he'd be like, I'd like to sell the Panama Canal. And so I was like, oh, maybe that kind of sounds like something he would say. Uh, <laughs> Why <were> you, <laughs> wow. Why were you getting on that track? Uh, well, he said strategic <laughs> landmark. It's 1977. And the second name sounded like it could be from one of those countries over there that might <laughs> you mean, be in Panama. Like <laughs> Central America? Central America. <laughs> South America? <laughs> sounded like a Panamanian name. Uh, yeah, I was uh, say, if we were, the, the other one that came to mind is like strategic was, uh, but we still have control of Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, we sort of did like take and have control of the Panama Canal for a while, didn't we? Teddy uh, Roosevelt kind of went down there. I don't. Maybe. I mean, my gut is saying that, and I never get these kind of questions right. So if I'm right, I'm going to feel no, good about I'm myself. Really trust your gut on this one. All right, so we're we're going to lock in with the Panama Canal. Is that Jimmy Carter? That was a bad Jimmy Carter. Was that yeah, Jimmy Carter. Really that, that was Jimmy, Jimmy Carter, Carter coming from dental work. Have uh, you ever heard Jimmy Carter? <laughs> yes, not. I build houses in no. Georgia. No, no, these are bad. <laughs> Uh, we locked in pretty much around the same idea. Uh, Panama Canal is the first thing that came to my head, and we locked in. Panama! <laughs> yeah, Panama Canal. Panama! <laughs> oh, both teams are correct. Oh, okay. hey. Telling you, man, it's that Jimmy Carter and dental work. It's much better to be right than to be wrong after you go, Panama! <laughs> yeah. We could always yes. cut it. Well, always. Where's my toothbrush, doctor? What do you? What do you do? Yeah. Just any That's, southern gentleman is not Jimmy Carter. <laughs> That's not even a good impression of Dan Aykroyd doing Jimmy Carter. So. Uh, I can do a good uh, Dana, this one up. Dana Carvey doing George W. Bush. Not gonna do it. Yeah, hang it oh, up. That's not Much good better. either. <laughs> Much yeah. better though. Struggling today. I am struggling. Oh man, to live. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, number fifteen, right? Yeah. That's yeah. correct. 
All right. Uh, it's called Paperback Writer. It's uh, just literature. Oh, no. I knew this would be about books. Beginning with Nancy Bruff's 1949 book, The Manatee, what company has published over 5,000 romance novels with its biggest success coming in the 70s and 80s? Uh, these are those Fabio books, aren't they? Most likely. <laughs> those ones that are on your bookshelf? At home? I, don't, yeah. I don't know what the production or the, the publishing company is, though. Yeah. This is making me think of those uh, softcore Cinemax mm-hmm. movies, like mm-hmm. the Red Shoes or whatever. No, no, that's the Christmas movie. What are they called? The uh, the Red... <laughs> oh, yeah. Red Shoe Diaries. Red Shoe Diaries. That's it. I knew someone who shot one of those once. Um, he ended up being very, very prolific uh, in movies, in but he industry? shot Red Shoe Diaries, oh. you know, to start out. You got to do what you got to do to make money. That's why we do the show. Yeah. Um, this is our Red Shoe Diaries. How's that working out? <laughs> this is our Red Shoe Diaries, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can you think of any publishers? Could that be like pulp? Like maybe it was a pulp book in the 40s and 50s, and then once it hit the 70s, they went to romance? Could uh, be. I don't yeah. know if that's a company, though, like pulp novels. I, I always think of, usually anytime there's a, they, a publisher question, I just go, write Penguin down. Who cares? It was, Do you think it could be Scholastic? Penguin was the first one that came to mind, but that's only because Manatee was mentioned, and you know. <laughs> yeah. Random House. Went from one animal to another. Uh, I mean, I have no idea on this one. Yeah, so I don't either. There's no point in sitting here and doing random impressions until we get it, so... We're going to go with Pulp. And I just told Matt, uh, r- just write Penguin down. Who cares? Mm-hmm. And we wrote Penguin <laughs> down. I agreed. Because we didn't care. All right. Well, neither of you write. Oh. It is Harlequin. Oh. That makes way too much sense. Is that the namesake of the character then? Yeah. yeah. Well, not the book. You know, Harlequin is a... Oh, I guess it's just goes, a term. That goes back yes. a lot further than that. Yeah. Mm. Yes. All right. Question number 16. Do you want to know a secret? Yeah, sure, you know. Because it is so good to hear it. (laughs) We're we're done. We're done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mel Torme, Devo, and Bruce Willis are among those who have recorded their own versions of what 1966 Johnny Rivers hit about a man who leads a life of danger. I know this too. It's Bruno, man. There's some good Bruce Willis I forgot how he was very prolific as a musician. There's some great videos on YouTube if you look up. Mm-hmm. We are locked in. That's one. definitely not the right song, but it's one by them. Yeah, it's an answer. All right, we're in. Bruce did a lot of it. was like pop rock kind of. A lot of actor bands with like, yeah. you know. Uh, what do you guys put? We went with uh, the man who le- leads a life of danger, uh, Secret Agent Man. Oh, and we went with The Beautiful World. Beautiful World. Well, one team caught on to the uh the clue for the category. Mm. Do you want to know a secret? Oh. It, we the right answer is Secret Agent Man. <laughs> That's a good one. We got it regardless. That's a great question. Now you have to pay attention to the names. <laughs> yes. The categories? That helps. You yeah. 17 questions before. in. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to start paying attention. Uh, question 17. When I'm 64. Since time officially changed Man of the Year to Person of the Year in 1999, what 64-year-old political leader is the only woman to earn that distinction as an individual. Okay, right. so... We're, we're in. You're in. Okay, so um, I'm just kind of doing some math here, just saying if she won in 99, she would have been 45. Now she's 64, so that's our range here. So it would have to have been, obviously, someone accomplished middle life here, middle age, so... We're thinking probably American politician. Is that what we're thinking? Well, I wrote down Hillary Clinton, but I also I wrote... I think she's older than that. Is she? Okay. Um, and then I wrote down the German... Angela Merkel. Angela Merkel, but that might be about the right time frame or the right age. I'm trying to think. 
Um, Condoleezza Rice came to mind. Yeah, she was on my list. Um, I was thinking of like Madeline Albright would have been older. Uh, Janet Reno is deceased now, so she wouldn't be on the list. Um, they wouldn't have given it to Theresa May for Brexit. Um, I'd be I'd Angela? be most inclined with Angela Merkel. I think yeah. Okay, I can't think. Yeah, <laughs> all right. We're gonna we're gonna lock in That's with Merkel. Ditto. It is in fact Angela Merkel. Oh, nice all right. job. That felt, that felt good. We were all on the same wavelength, and yeah. We just got there a lot faster. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the important thing. Uh, number 18, the long and winding road. In this case, short and winding road. Hmm. Eight, eight sharp turns in one city block have led to which street in San Francisco being dubbed the crookedest street in the world? Damn it, I know this street. Yeah. I skated it in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1. Oh, I used yeah. to drive it, uh, cruising, in not cruising USA. Crazy Taxi. Yeah. No, Midtown, yeah, yeah, Midtown yeah, Madness yeah. 2 oh, yeah, that was one. featured in that. So yeah. it's in a lot of video games. It's, it's in a lot, a lot of, of everything. Media. I can't remember what it's, it's called, like the, though. It's like a red bricked road yeah. like with hedges on every side. And I'm pretty sure it's in like Ant-Man and uh, a bunch of other mm-hmm. movies, too. Full House. Probably Full House at some point. So what point. you're saying, it's a winding road. <laughs> You're good with this. Every day is a winding road. That's fine. We're locked in. Okay. You know this road. I don't. I mean, I, I know the road. Yeah. I've, I did hear the name of it only the once, I think, ever looking into it. But um, I've never been to San Fran, so I'd like to. I've not either. But it's so, it's very famous. I think I can only afford to be there for like two hours, though. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you just want to call it Red Brick Road? Sure. Okay. We said uh, Ziggy McZag face. <laughs> <laughs> One of the teams is correct. But it should be. No, uh, <laughs> not one of the teams. Zero of the teams oh, are correct. Dang. It is Lombard Street. Oh, my God. Oh, Lombard we live right Street. by Lombard. Yeah. Yeah, you do. What a shame. Oh, I thought you would know that. Lombard E Street. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. We'll know that for next time. Uh, question num- ni- number 19 is uh, from the category Obladi, Oblada. It is a uh, nonsense words question. Mm-hmm. You have so many relationships in this life, only one or two will last, is the opening line of what 1997 pop song that spent three weeks on top of the Billboard Hot 100. You locked in? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the the category, now that I am paying attention, is nonsense words. Mm-hmm. So is it, uh, the first one that comes to mind, first one that comes to mind is Tub Thumping. By Chumbawamba. Yeah, I don't, I never, I don't know anything other than the chorus, though, how they sing in the song. Uh, so that's one uh, one idea and the, there. And the fact that they sing Danny Boy. They sing Danny Boy, right. Um, the entire song is chorus. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's what I'm thinking of. And then nonsense words. Uh, didn't like Limp Biscuit have one? Like, ba- no, that's not really pop, though. I was going to say Ball with the Ball or whatever. That was... Uh, Kid Rock, Kid sorry. Rock. Please. Rock. Please, Neil. I'm mixing, up, I'm mixing up my future senators. So, uh, Josie. Um, Featuring Josie. Uh, I can't think of another nonsense. I'm trying to think of a song that has a nonsense title. Pre... Christina, pre pre Britney, pre Britney, yeah, and Sync was on their European tour. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I just want to go tub thumping. There was only ninety four. Yeah, degrees I've got nothing better. Time. That's that's good. All right, we're gonna go with tub thumping. We're yeah. we're gonna can I can I usurp this one for yeah, me? Yeah, that's fine. We're gonna go with the uh, Zach Taylor and Isaac uh, classic Mbop. Oh, well, you're both right. Both of those songs are from nineteen ninety seven. But only one of you got the right answer. It is, in fact, the Hanson Brothers mm-hmm. with Mbop. 
Yeah, I don't. As soon as you said Classic. those lyrics, it just hit me, and I was like, I know this. That's the opening. <laughs> yeah, the the whole song yeah. is really sad. To be honest, it's about kind of like yes, being alone, <laughs> and everyone's gonna leave you more or less. Uh, but then they, <laughs> but say, then they hit that hook. Yeah. Yeah. What's the game it where you sound so happy? Yeah. What's the game where you like hit the little um, bop, bop it. it, bop it, or no, the one where the, in Pull the middle it. of the board you like push it and like Twist. the dice trouble. Trouble. So are they sitting alone at home playing trouble? And it's like mm, bop. I think, and then it's like they're playing trouble by themselves. Maybe. No. 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 What's the, so? What's the lyric again? Is it you have so many names? That's how the song yeah. goes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Nailed it. <sighs> I, I saw <laughs> only one or two will last. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mbop. We've come to tw- question 20, and it is in the category Penny Lane. Mm. Penny Lane about coins. And I'm going to go with this one. There are four active coin-producing mints in the U.S., including the original location, which has been making change in what city since 1792? This is a Jeff question if I ever heard it. Just or do you want me to go with the other one? Just no, it's fine. I don't know. Yeah. All right. We are locked in. Whoa, 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 whoa. I was just thinking out loud. Okay. We are not locked in. <laughs> Retracted. Well, just so you know, I know none of this. I have a few ideas, here's, but... Here's two of the other active mints. Okay. How about you get me an active mint in my mouth right now because mm. I'm a little salty. This is one of them, right? Because this obviously w- wasn't a thing then, mm-hmm. so roll that out. All right. We're locked in. That was my guess anyway. I'm going to... All right. So Jeff... It's a 50-50. I'm going to stick with my gut, though. Okay. So just to recap... We wrote down a couple. We wrote down Denver, which we didn't think would have been around at that time. Jeff, wrote, you wrote Navy. There's there's a branch of the military that does coinage, and they you they don't really do any of the circulated coins anymore. They do like the collector pieces, and I can't remember what branch that is. You mean like the collector pieces at two in the morning, where it's like for forty nine ninety nine? No, they do the real ones. Oh, okay, uh, <laughs> that you buy from the U.S. Mint. Um, but your first answer you wrote down makes sense with the time period. Yeah, I think Philadelphia might be the longest mm. running mint. Um, the other one, there are the, the other. I think the other one is San Francisco, which hasn't minted coins in a while. But that also would have been not a thing in all right. e- 1792. Well, so. in honor of our friend uh, Kiana Gritty, uh, <laughs> yeah, and Gritty, Kiana and Gritty. Uh, let's go with Philly. Yeah, we were thinking possibly Virginia because we thought there was a mint in Virginia. So, so in said. honor of our friend Aaron. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, going with Richmond. Ah, Aaron Barkley. One of you is correct. It is in Philadelphia. Yes. The other three are Denver, San Francisco, and West Point. West Point. West Point. Yeah. The Naval yep. Academy, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. mar- yeah. Well, no. Marines. Marines, Marines. right? Or Marines. Yeah. I told you it was a branch of, of service, Neil. Well, thank you, Kiana, for the the help <laughs> there. Get some of that potash for us ready. Yeah. So we can't eat potash, Neil. <laughs> I'm slowly decaying mentally because I've been eating potash. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it looks like after that round, we added uh, 50 points. And we are now at 130. And these guys are at uh, 160. So yeah. so what right kind of pie I'm, would you like shoved in your face, Ken? Because Yeah, I'm, a- I'm anticipating. I like a nice uh, banana custard. You, you catch me as like a key lime. Oh, no. Guy. I wouldn't want that in my face, though. <laughs> That's the problem. No. <laughs> Stuck it, to my beard. It's still very much anybody's game. Yeah. It is for anybody's game. And plus, uh, we'll let Russ pick the type of pie, perhaps. Oh, yeah. Yes. That seems fair. Yeah, yeah. Banana cream. Mm. Good call. Okay, 160 to 130 going into the final. And here are your categories. Michelle, ticket 
to ride, which is geography. Ticket to pie? Awards. <laughs> Ticket to pie. Ticket to ride. Awards, because the Beatles won some. Uh, more from Penny Lane. And other bugs. Mm. Get we'll, them all in at the end. All right, all the wages are locked in. Thank you very much, Ringo. All the wagers are locked in. All the wages. Oh, hey, I wrote a song about all the wages. Oh, you know, you know, Ringo. Uh, where, where's George? George? No, he's staying silent like usual. George. All right. Which one is that? <laughs> that was that was a mixture between. <laughs> that was a mixture between Paul. Which one is that? It couldn't. It couldn't have been like, Ringo. It's me, Ringo, or doing no. an impression. All right. <laughs> Can we please have the questions now? In the worst way, that was awesome. Uh, number one, the category is Michelle. Thanks to Mark Ronson and Vance Joy, what actress found herself in the lyrics of two different songs on the Billboard Hot 100 at the same time in early 2015? Number two was from Ticket to Ride, which is a geography question. If you want to see a lemur outside of captivity, what country will you need to visit? Number three is in awards. Established as the equivalent to the Cecil B. DeMille Award for Film, a special Golden Globe Award for Achievement in Television was established this year and named for what comedian who was also its first recipient? Number four was from Moore Penny Lane. Who's single? Here's a quarter called Someone Who Cares, peaked at number two on both the U.S. and Canadian country charts in 1991. <laughs> and other bugs. Colombian drug trafficker Griselda Blanco, competitive eater Sonia Thomas, and billiard star Jeanette Lee all share what nickname? I'm Jane Perlez longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or call the police. Or call the police, I should have, exactly. 
exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then from beneath the Hollywood sign is the gin joint for you. All the answers are locked in. Not terrible. <laughs> I've been working on it all day. That's how I take orders at the drive-thru. Okay, so number one from Michelle. Thanks to Mark Ronson and Vance Joy, one actress found herself in the lyrics of two different songs on the Billboard Hot 100 at the same time in early 2015. All right, I'll uh, start this one off. Um, spoiler alert. We bet zeros all the way down the board, Ooh. hoping that uh, this other team will crash and burn. Uh, but we happen to know the answer to this one. It's uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. Two songs being uh, Uptown Funk and... Uh, the other one. Rip, Riptide? Yeah. Riptide, Riptide yep. Uh, we wagered. F- we wagered five. Uh, I can't remember if it's. It was like it's that Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. that white gold or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we want Michelle Pfeiffer as well. This one's from them good girls. Both of you are right. That's uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Correct. Uh, number two, tickets to ride. If you want to see a lemur outside of captivity, what country will you need to visit? And again, for uh, zero mm-hmm. points. Yes, one of my favorite movies, Madagascar. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we uh, we said it'd be hard to get there via a train, like ticket to ride, but. Uh, the island of Madagascar was our bet for 10. 10 was our wager. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohn. I think he played a character called King Louis. Yeah. Uh, Jeff is lemur a f- in Madagascar. Jeff is a huge uh, Zabumafu fan, which <laughs> no, is all about lemurs. No, but I'm, yes. a, I'm a pretty big Madagascar fan. Yeah. Good, good I stuff. like those movies. Yeah. Hilarious. Uh, number three was awards established as the equivalent to the Cecil, Cecil B. DeMille Award for Film. A special Golden Globe Award for Achievement in TV was established this year, named for what comedian who was also its first recipient. Man, uh, we had no idea on this one, so we lost uh, zero points on uh, Guess of Seinfeld. Hmm. Well, we waited. Oh, I can't do it. Oh, Uh, wow. My my voice cracked. (laughs) Your impressions are great today. Uh, we wagered five. Uh, this is one of the funniest women uh, of all time. And uh, with a tug of our ear, we're going to say Carol Burnett. And Carol Burnett is the correct answer. Yes. Who's single? Here's a quarter called Someone Who Cares, peaked at number two on both the U.S. and Canadian country charts in 1991. In 1991, I wasn't following the Canadian country charts too too closely at that time, uh, unfortunately. So we had no idea, and uh, we wrote uh, Alanis Morissette, one of I'll our favorite Canadians. I was too busy in Liverpool <laughs> to follow the co- the country charts. We were playing small, small bass. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. He's back, everybody. He's back. He's back. He's back. You'd, you'd go to a bar. You'd play. You play a tune. A lady would come over and say, "Would you like a meat pie, my friend?" And your guess? Why did that turn to Hannibal Lecter at the end? John, uh, who, do you, who, do you, who do you think it is, John? Well, we we spent too much time looking at the Canadian charts, and we said Shania Twain for five <laughs> points. Uh, so you both got hung up on the Canadian country chart thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, turns out you don't have to be Canadian to make your way onto the Canadian oh, country charts. Oh. 
Uh, the answer is Travis Tritt. Mm, Travis I had Tritt. a feeling it was one of Person those Travis's. I've not heard of. Is that his real name, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Has to be. Hmm. It has to be. <laughs> they wouldn't lie. It's Hollywood. <laughs> it's country music. They don't yeah. lie in country music. <laughs> they don't lie about their names. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Other bugs. Uh, Colombian drug trafficker Griselda Blanco. Competitive eater Sonia Thomas and billiard star Jeanette Lee all share what nickname? I knew this one uh, because they call me the uh, Black Widower, um, but I said uh, Black Widow. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know that he said uh, billiard star. And Jeff Amelie writes down cricket. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> and I, when, once I hear Jeanette Lee, it's like, oh, it's Black Widow. Oh, I, I wasn't listening, Jeff. You should have been listening, Neil. But we bet zero, thankfully. And Jeff wrote cricket for some reason, so we went with cricket. I, I when he said uh, when he said it was possible that uh, the. Uh, pop culture reference would have given it away. I was thinking of Rickety Cricket. Of course you were. Yes. Because that, why? why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the pop culture reference would have been Natasha Romanoff. Oh, well, that would, yeah. Yeah. Dead giveaway. It's my yeah. most Rickety Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're uh, a lunatic. Rickety <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cricket. So that is it. All right. Final. Let's do some quick math on our side. Uh, uh, d- we d- gained d- zero. 130. Hey, what do you know? And uh, we gained uh, 50. I'm like halfway in between a Brit- uh, John Lennon. It's just all bad. Uh, we, uh, we only gained 15 points, so we're at 175.10. Oh, oh, it looks like you're the cream of the crop. I am the cream. But you're getting the cream in the face. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst accent uh, ever. It doesn't well, matter. You, know, you wouldn't be the first person to get a cream in the face, right? <laughs> Uh, I wrote a song about it once. <laughs> All right. Well, this... looks like we're going to be uh, taking a pie in the face. Uh, yep. Yeah, they're going to be uh, taking pies in the face, and uh, we will be, uh, I guess, figuring out what kind of pie it is. So, Russ, what kind of pies should we throw in these gentlemen's faces? I think banana cream is the only way to go uh, on this one. All right. Banana cream it is. What a waste. So thank you to Kendall Portillo for, for that suggestion. Yes. Thank you, Kendall. I appreciate yeah, thanks it. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Russ, why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh, Twin City Trivia and where people can find you and, and also your live events. Twin City Trivia, just go to TwinCityTrivia.com or follow the fa- Facebook page. Uh, we're mostly in central Illinois, uh, Bloomington, Springfield, Champaign, Decatur, Peoria, uh, but looking to expand, of course, as all trivia companies are. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fundraiser stuff, Trivia Workshop. And uh, if you want to host a fundraiser, uh, give me a call or uh, send me an email, info at TriviaWorkshop.com. And uh, also, why don't you tell us uh, just how it felt uh, winning Geek Ball? That was a pretty awesome honor, so congrats again for that. You know, it's always great. I feel kind of like the Will Purdue of my team. I Technically, I did win Geek Ball, but uh, just mainly from being at the right place at the right time with the right people. So it's uh, it was fantastic. Well, we're coming for well, you next year. Yeah, off that humble statement, I'm going to say... Uh... Enjoy it while it lasts, because we're yeah. taking your ass down. <laughs> yeah, we got home court advantage next year, so which will mean exactly nothing. Do you want to uh, give your team a shout out? Uh sure. Yeah, my uh, team name is uh, Shiny and Chrome. Uh, consists of uh, the Whitlocks, Shane and Leanne, uh, Nick Rogers, Yogesh Rout, and Jeremy Conman. Wow, wonderful! From Chicago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to all of you on his team. Hopefully, either you are a listener or because Russ is hosting, you at least listen to one episode. And then uh, listen to the rest. And then, yeah, well, hopefully listen to the rest, but probably after the impressions. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. They're all like this. Go back into the backlog, please. 
There's some funny ones in there. <laughs> you know, you just go you grab a time machine and you go back in time and you listen to the podcast, right? So on that note, I'd like that to ask you guys to like, subscribe, and review Ooh, our show. Actually, reviews are shut off for yeah, our show. Yeah. Sure. So don't, don't review after this episode. Go back and listen to the last one. Give us a nice review, a nice five-star. Uh, we're up to like 130 five-star reviews. We do appreciate it, everybody who's done it. Uh, so just keep those coming. Or if you see us at the public pool, just feel free to give us a five-star in person. Smack. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're trying to interact a little bit more on Twitter, so follow us on Twitter, at TrivialityPod, and also on Facebook, at TrivialityPod. Uh, we're almost at 500 likes on Facebook, and more importantly, join the Crop, our private Facebook group, where you can interact with other listeners of Triviality. Uh, well, thank you very much to Russ for uh, writing this game for us today. It was a ton of fun. Uh, great questions. Thank you, yeah, thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Uh, make sure you check out uh, everything that he's doing. Uh, for Jeff, Ken, and Matt, my name is Neil. And that was Triviality. Good. To earn that distinction as an individual. I'll read that again with a slightly different accent. Okay. <laughs> Since time. <laughs> <laughs>